Let me be straight with you. This is a radio commercial for three small business insurance. The policy has no fine print. It's clear what's covered. So while you can't see the following scene, just know that this pet store is protected by three. Joe, did you leave the snake tank open? Look, I don't want to point fingers, but yes. It's biting me. Sorry, sir. I'm calling my lawyer. They're going to need some help with this mess. Luckily, they have three. No fine print, just exceptional coverage. Three is a product of Berkshire Hathaway Direct Insurance Company. Three. No nonsense, just common sense. Hey, my name is Brian Golden. I'm the lead pastor of Centerpoint Church, and I'm the host of this program called Unfiltered Radio. And we're in a series right now called Skeptic, and what we're doing is discussing the big questions about God and about Christianity. And I think this is going to be helpful for you and hopefully challenging. He came to tear down every wall, and so I want to be a part of tearing down every wall. You are literally working against the activity of God in your generation. I've said this before. I want to say it to you one more time. Abandon whatever you can't examine. Everything that God wants to say to humanity, everything he wants to show off, everything he wants to put on to display, it is all represented in Jesus. God has a good plan for your life from this point forward. And so the marching orders are from now on, God, I want to invite your grace. I want to invite your mercy in, and I want you to fix what has been broken. And I want you to clarify what has been distorted. And I'm going to trust that your way is better. Hey, welcome back to Unfiltered Radio. My name is Brian Golden. I'm the lead pastor of Centerpoint Church and the host of this program. In today's culture, many of us are asking the question of what does it mean to authentically follow Jesus? Like, what did he actually say and how can it change your life? So whether you're a skeptic, a longtime believer, or maybe you're just investigating faith, we've created Unfiltered with you in mind. And we want something for you, not from you. Unfiltered is a listener-supported program, so if our message has helped, you can give at unfilteredradio.com slash donate. I hope that today's message encourages you or helps you on your journey of investigating Jesus. Hey, thanks for joining us in the series called Skeptic. And what we're discussing is just some of the big questions about God and about Christianity. Whether you've been a follower of Christ your whole life, or maybe you really are in the place of you're skeptical, you are maybe even a little cynical, and you've got some big questions. And what you need to know is that in the scripture, Jesus has invited people to follow with their doubts. That you can begin even to follow before you believe, which means you can begin to ask questions, you can begin to pull some things apart, you can begin to really investigate what Jesus is offering And that's okay. And for some of you, that's very different than what you've experienced, but the scripture can stand on its own. And so the big question is for all of us, would we be willing to be intellectually honest and just grapple with some of the big questions? And would we even be willing to doubt some of our doubts? And so today, as we dive in further to the series Skeptical, we're looking at the big question about the Bible because there's so much said about it. There's so much information. There's so much misinformation. And for a lot of us, it kind of rises and fall on what we believe about the Bible or maybe what was picked out of the Bible in a freshman English class. And it sent our faith tumbling to the ground. And so it's a massive question to answer. And so why do we think it's reliable? Why should we take it seriously? And And why is it something that has lasted for all of these centuries? And so I'm so glad you've joined us, and we're going to dive into the next part of Skeptic. 
My name is Brian, lead pastor here. If you're brand new, glad you're with us. Um, let me give you two things before we dive in um, that relate to serving our city, which we are all about here. Um, next weekend is Feed the Bay, uh, partnering with 30-some-odd churches to help stock local food pantries and organizations in our area. There will be a shopping list on your chair next week. Um, it'll show you the participating grocery stores, and right after the 9 a.m. or 11 a.m., you can go pick those up. There'll be trucks um, in the parking lot. Um, but that is a huge, huge deal to get involved in. That's next week. And then um, if you're interested, Life Care is one of the organizations we partner with. Crisis pregnancy counseling and so much more. They're doing a 5K on May the 7th um, that you can register for. All, those inf- all that information is going to be on our website um, and on social media at Centerpoint FL. So just log those two things away, specifically Feed the Bay next week. All right. All right, glad you're so excited and on board with me. Um, but it is the 9 a.m. All right, I, I just want to dive right into it. Here's uh, what we're doing in this series called Skeptic. is basically discussing the big questions about God um, and about Christianity. And here's the thing, as I set it up last week, basically what we want to do is in a few minutes go, okay, here's what we would say about this. It, it, not that we have all the time in the world to answer every question or answer every objection or to cover every angle, but in a few minutes, here's what we would say about this, or even maybe at a broader level, here's what Christians believe. This is what we've held to from the very beginning. And so our goal is that you would walk away with something to think about, whether you ever embrace what we believe. And I, I said this last week, but it's worth repeating. If you're here as like a skeptic, atheist, agnostic, I mean, you you're just questioning. It took a huge risk for you to be at church at all because this historically has not been an unbelievably safe place to question and to kind of doubt. Not here, but like broad level. So man, we are so glad you're here. But we, we want to give you something you walk away with and think about, or if you're a follower of Jesus, to walk away and go, okay, here's a little better way to define what I believe and why I believe it. So if you are in the place of like skeptic, cynic, atheist, here's what we said last week, and here's my challenge for you. And again, we want you to feel welcomed, loved, whether you ever believe what we believe, like full on freedom to argue with me in your mind, call me an idiot. Just don't do it out loud. That's fine. But would you just be willing to doubt some of your doubts and to question some of your questions with the same ferocity that you have in many cases tried to pick holes into and pick things apart? Would you question some of those questions? Because there's so much at stake for you. And then as a Jesus follower, here's the um, basically a challenge that Peter gives us. The Peter who saw an empty tomb was tight with Jesus. He said this to every Jesus follower, 1 Peter 3.15, always be prepared to give an answer or literally a defense to everyone who asks you to give the reason or the explanation for the hope that you have. Basically, Peter is saying this. And again, I just want to highlight this again. He's not saying be able to answer every question. He's not saying be able to defend every verse. He's not saying be able to cover every angle, have an explanation for why there's so many hypocrites and why that dude ran off as a secretary. He's not saying you have to have an answer for all of that, but you need to be able to articulate in a sentence or two, this is why I put my hope and trust in Jesus. You need to be able to defend why you personally have decided to follow Jesus. And by defend, I don't mean be an idiot. I don't mean be self-righteous. I don't mean win an argument. I don't mean try to be 
be right, but simply be able to say, hey, listen, you don't have to believe this. I get it if you never embrace this, but this is why I've chosen to follow Jesus or to be able to defend this is why my hope and my confidence is in Jesus. Now, if you would have asked Peter that question in the first century, not just Peter, really everybody initially after Jesus died and rose from the grave, hey, what is the basis for your hope and confidence? They wouldn't have said, what's the miracles Jesus did. They wouldn't have said it's the teachings of Jesus. They wouldn't have said it's the, you know, the answered questions that they've been able to come to. It's not the unanswered or answered prayers. If you were to ask them, why is your hope? Why is your confidence in Jesus? Their simple answer would have been the resurrection. Because we saw Jesus die, we went to an empty tomb, and then we had breakfast with him on the beach. And anytime somebody dies, predicts their own death and their own resurrection, and they pull it off, you go with whatever that individual says, as we've said many times. So the foundation and the hope in the first century, and it's still the case today, whether you realize it or not, the hope, the confidence is not in answered questions, answered prayers, miracles, whether we understand it all whether we're hypocrites, the behavior of other Christians, your church experience, the foundation is if Jesus rose from the grave, you have to be intellectually honest to go with whatever that person says. And so Peter's like, that's where my hope and where my confidence is. Hey, my name is Brian Golden. I am the lead pastor of Centerpoint Church, and I'm the host of this program called Unfiltered Radio. And right now we're in a series called Skeptic, and we are attempting to answer some of the big questions about God and about Christianity. Now, before, you know, you come with your pushback, like, I get it. We can't answer every question, so this series basically is designed to say, here's what in a few minutes we would say about some of these big questions, whether it's, how do you reconcile a good God with evil and suffering? And today, how do we take the Bible seriously? Why do we take the Bible seriously? And for a lot of us, that's the big objection. Maybe you walked away after a freshman English class where your faith just kind of came tumbling down because one part of the Bible in your eyes was discredited. And for others of us, maybe we were shut down earlier on in our faith journey where we weren't allowed to ask or investigate questions and find answers. But that's really what this series is all about. And so today, as we dive back into the next part of this series... Why do we take this Bible seriously? Why do we believe it's legit? Why is this something that we think authenticates our faith and not the other way around? So I'm so glad you've joined us and we're going to dive back into the next part of Skeptic. In fact, in the first century, if you'd asked them, they would have just said this. Listen, you, you want to know why I specifically have chosen to follow Jesus? You, you don't have to do it, but if you want to know why I have... It's because I believe Jesus died for my sin, and I believe that he rose from the dead. That's why I've chosen to follow Jesus. But, and we said this on Easter, we don't, first century us today, we don't believe that simply because the Bible says so. There is way, way more to it than that. And so today what I want to do is circle back around and I want to talk about the more to it than that. And basically answer the question of why do we believe the Bible is reliable? Why do we believe the Bible is legit? Why do we believe that we can trust what it says? So here, here's the, what I want to give you up front. This is going to be a terrible message. All right. 
Because it's really not a message at all. So if you walk away like, that's a terrible message, not, not even really a message. I agree with you, all right? So um, you just need to know that up front. But I think it's really, really important that we talk about this. So I kind of scrapped kind of what we normally do or what a, a message would normally be designed around. And I just want to talk about this subject. So here's what I'd also say. Um, if you get into it and halfway, you're like, I do not understand you and I'm confused and whatever. It's totally my fault. Come back next week and it'll, it'll be clear. So you just need to know that up front. So I'm going to go deep. You are above average audience. Uh, I'm going to try to make it as clear as I can. And then I'm going to circle back around to some stuff at the end. So you got to think, um, you got to as much as possible, not count lights, not whatever, track with me for a little bit. And I think it will make sense in the end. How's that for confidence? So we want to talk about why do we believe the scripture is legit? Why do we believe it's reliable? Because here's in many cases, what we grew up with. And nobody said this. This is just kind of under the underlying assumption. But if you grew up in Sunday school, basically the Bible was presented as the infallible um, and seemingly indefensible foundation of our faith. That the Bible was presented as the infallible but seemingly indefensible foundation of our faith. Now, I believe the Bible is infallible. It is the inspired word of God, all right? But as you grew up, in many cases, it was, and again, nobody articulated it, but it was presented as the foundation of your faith. And so what happened is over time, you would have arguments raised, you would have questions come to the surface, and you, it was really, really hard to defend. And here's what I want you to know this morning. Hopefully I can make this clear. You do not have to defend the entire Bible. You do not have to defend everything that comes into view or every question that rises up. And it's not that you're intellectually dishonest. I'll explain in a second. But all of us have to be um, kind of straight about the fact that there are some things that are hard to explain in the scriptures. True or false? And it's true. Like, and if you grew up in this, maybe you forget. But I mean, it's on the outside, it's a little crazy if you didn't grow up in this. I mean, sin entered the world, Adam and Eve. There's a talking snake in the garden. They ate an apple. And then a little later, a guy builds a boat thousands of years ago, the size of a cruise ship. Then you throw in a talking donkey in there. And then a savior is born to a virgin. And then he grows up and ultimately he allows himself to be brutally murdered. And then you don't have to do anything. He's done it all for you. And he wants you to talk to him, but he's invisible. So that's the whole deal. And then one day he's coming back. But until then, he wants you to celebrate the fact that he bled to death. But in the end, it's going to end like an epic video game because he's going to bound Satan and throw him into hell. And he's going to make all wrongs right. And you're like, any takers? Right? I mean, like that's a little, I mean, some of that's a little bit hard to defend. And, and, and so some of you kind of grew up in an environment where you're like, some questions were raised and you're like, ah, gotta go. And you, you just, there was no answers. <laughs> Hi, my name is Brian Golden. I'm the host of Unfiltered Radio that you can listen to weekdays at 630 right here on this station. And I'm the lead pastor at Centerpoint Church. And I'm so excited with what God has done through Centerpoint and the fact that we are launching a North Campus on Easter Sunday, April the 21st. And a few years ago, we started as an alternative to church as usual. Whether you're a skeptic, cynic, maybe you're a longtime follower of Jesus, and you just haven't found a place to belong. And we've created a place that is accessible and welcoming to every type of group. It's the safest place, we believe, for anybody struggling with anything. And it's all about one thing, and that is loving others the way that Jesus has loved us. And it is imperfect. 
but it is the church that we imagine in our community, and God has begun to grow it and do incredible things, and now there's the need for more space, and so we're launching this North Campus on Easter Sunday. We would love for you to be there, and we would also love for you, if you're interested, to be a part of the launch team. You can get all of the information and sign up at centerpointfl.org. Hey, I want to invite you to tune into a brand new series we're launching after Easter called Unfiltered Jesus. That really is the heart of this program, Unfiltered Radio. And really, with all of us, we have confirmation bias. We come to certain things with preconceived notions. And that's none more true than it is with the life and the message of Jesus. Like we attribute Jesus to opposing movements and political parties using the same verses. We have a million denominations. We justify all kinds of different things all in the name of Jesus. And so in this series, we're really asking the question, what does the unfiltered version of Jesus look like? Because it's possible in our generation that a lot of people are following a Jesus that they don't really know. And they've walked away from a Jesus who doesn't really exist. And so I hope you'll join us right after Easter for this brand new series, Unfiltered Jesus. Here's what I want you to know. You don't have to defend the entire Bible. And so I want to talk about this and the importance of this um, kind of surfaced for me um, from a blog that I read a while ago. This is, I don't know how long ago this was, but I just had this saved um, in a file. But a girl by the name of Jessica Meisner wrote um, an incredible blog, brilliantly written. And she talks about her journey as a follower of Christ. So she grew up in the church. I mean, she did it all. Sunday school, flannel graph, sang the songs, went to camp, all in, believed Jesus, you know, witnessed in her high school. I mean, she, she full on in. And then like so many people, she went off to college and as a freshman in college, she had some questions surfaced for her, some things that came to the top and she, she just walked away from all of it. And so she describes her experience. Part of it's kind of funny. She talks about what she misses about Christianity and then part of it's really, really serious. And there's this one section where she talks about Christians who've gone off to college and had their faith undermined. And here's what she says in this blog. We evangelicals, with our infallible view of the scripture, ripped from our hands, we're left grasping for air. If you crumble and toss out a literal reading of the Bible, then what does it mean to talk about Jesus literally dying for your sins? And so what Jessica describes in this this article is she goes off to college and somebody raised an argument Somebody surfaced a question for her. Somebody kind of um, rose you know, to the surface, some seeming contradictions in one part of the Bible. And everything for her came tumbling down like a house of cards. Because they took out Genesis, John came tumbling down. Because they took out one unexplainable circumstance in the Old Testament, you know, the, the writings of Paul came tumbling down. And so she talks about the fact that these arguments and questions came to the surface. And when she didn't have any answers for those questions, the, you know, um, foundation, but seemingly indefensible word of God, then everything for her just came tumbling down like a house of cards. Everything that she believed, everything that she held on to. Now I want to say something, and some of you, this might be a little bit hard to, to grasp, but you'll get where I'm going. The foundation of our faith is not the Bible. The foundation of our faith is not a book. 
the foundation of our faith, and this is really, really huge, and I hope I can make this clear at the end. The foundation of our faith is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's where our hope is. That's where our confidence is. That's what we're leaning into. That is the undeniable fact, I believe, in history that trumps a lot of unexplainable questions. But ultimately, our hope and our confidence is not in a book and it's not in the Bible. It's in the resurrection of Jesus. So let me explain where I'm going. I'll try to make this clear and we'll land this plane. All right, you ready? (laughs) Okay, all right. Everyone. One week, I just want you all to lie to me, be really loud, and then um, that'll help me. So here, here's what I'd say about the Old Testament, and then I want to go to where I want to spend most of our time. Here's why we take the Old Testament seriously. We take the Old Testament seriously because Jesus did. All right. So let let me explain. When most of you, if you're a follower of Christ, when you came to know Christ as Savior, when you put your faith and trust in him, you didn't do it because somebody started in Genesis and started unraveling an argument for you. Right. So you're like, okay, you want to know, here's Genesis, read that, grapple with some of the questions. Okay, you're done. Here's... um, Here's Exodus. Okay, that's cool. Here's Leviticus. Don't understand any of that. Um, here's Deuteronomy. Once again, lost. Um, here, you know, Joshua. Okay, that's pretty cool. And then they just kept on going down the Old Testament, giving you one at a time. And then you got to the 400 years of silence. And then you moved into the Gospels and you began to investigate and study Jesus. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I believe this is true. None of you came to faith in Christ that way. Even if you're Jewish, it probably didn't happen that way. It happened because somebody told you about Jesus. Somebody told you about the good news found in Jesus. You believed that it was true. And then they handed you a Bible and said, okay, here's what we believe. See, we take the Old Testament seriously because Jesus took the Old Testament seriously. In fact, over and over again throughout the New Testament, Jesus referenced what was in the Old Testament. There's a, a number of places where you can reference. One of them is Matthew five seventeen, where one day Jesus said this. Do not think that I've come to abolish the law and the prophets, or basically all of the, those new te- Old Testament writings. I have not come to abolish them, but I came to fulfill them. Hey guys, in case you're confused, I didn't come to diss the Hebrew Bible. I, I didn't come to do away with all of it. I stepped onto planet earth to ultimately fulfill everything that you see in the Old Testament. You can't do it. You need a savior. I'm going to do it for you. So I came to fulfill what's in the Old Testament. I, I see it as valuable, what the prophets wrote about, what they talked about. Like I, I'm on board with all of that. And in fact, Jesus pointed to the Old Testament as being the inspired word of God. So we take the Old Testament seriously because Jesus took the Old Testament seriously. Now, over and over again, Jesus would not just reference um, teachings in the Old Testament, but he would actually reference people. Over and over again, he would point to what we believe are historical happenings in Old Testament literature. So let me put it to you this way. What's more compelling to say, I believe the story of Adam and Eve because it's in the Bible, or number two, I believe the story of Adam and Eve because Jesus did. Now, you don't have a problem with Jesus, do you? No, no, I'm good with Jesus, right? Matthew 19, Jesus talks about Adam and Eve. He references this as something that happened in history. And so my view of the Old Testament is the same as Jesus's view of the Old Testament. So here's what I would say about the whole Old Testament. Listen, I know some crazy stuff in there. Talking donkey, don't get it. Um, You can grapple with the whole literal seven days and whatever. And there's some other stuff that I don't understand. And what's circumcision, why? I I don't know that either. But... 
with all of the crazy stuff that's in the Old Testament, I believe it because Jesus believed it. I take the Old Testament seriously because Jesus took the Old Testament seriously. And my goal is to point people to the confidence and the hope that is in Jesus before I do anything else because it all starts with Jesus. The entire scripture is about Jesus. It points to him, it describes him, or it looks back on what he did. It points to what he's gonna do in the future. The entire Bible has one central character and it is Jesus. Hey, thanks for joining us in this series called Skeptic. And I just wanna invite you, if you've missed any of these messages, to go to our website at unfilteredradio.com. You can listen to all of them there, and you can also find our messages on any podcast catcher. And I'd love for you to go do that and just catch up because we've been attempting to answer some really big questions in this series about God and about Christianity. Now, here's the thing. We know we can't answer every question and we can't solve every mystery. But here's what we believe from the scriptures, and that is that God who revealed himself through Jesus is an observable, explainable God that God is not in contradiction with science and God is not in contradiction with philosophy or in psychology and that God has invited us to come with our questions, with our doubts, and even come with our skepticism. And so some of the questions we've been looking at are the age-old questions like, how could a good God allow evil and suffering? Or what is the starting place for Christianity? Or even what is faith? Or why do we believe that the Bible is reliable? And I believe that none of us should be afraid of those questions. And so whether you've followed all of your life, I want to invite you into this series to really begin to look at why you believe what you believe. And if you're in the place of maybe being skeptical or cynical, I want to invite you to come investigate and to come answer and ask some of your questions about faith, believing that there may be answers on the other side of your doubt. So thanks for joining us in this series called Skeptic. Skeptic.